All right, so, Stu, I had a problem with this tweet last night. Um, well, I think it's pretty good. Uh, it is inaccurate. Uh, I know the human race can eat anything they want, but does that really mean that you can make a effing soup out of a damn bat? Uh, well, hmm. okay. Uh, the effing bat caused Ebola, corona, rabies. It might cause even more diarrhea. You know, the people who are eating bats, you should know you'll die from some new ass plague. Well, I just I I I took uh, umbrage on this uh, and I wanted to correct because, um, you know, he said you can't make bats into a soup. And and yeah, we can. We can. You you can make bats out of a soup. Uh, yeah, but you can't make a cake out of a bat. You make a cake to look like a bat, but I've never seen any recipe that would call for bat in your cake. You could add bat, but that's just a yeah a cake with bat meat in it. This is a soup that would be the basis of the soup would be the bat, and I think you can make that. Well, I think that's how the coronavirus started. Started. Yes. Uh, someone Delicious actually having bats. bat soup. Now, is it right. mm-hmm. question? Do I have to throw out the bat soup I already purchased? Or can I? What's the expiration date? Well, and we I, should look I, I into the batch. March on that. You have till March. Yeah. I think you're safe. If you have bat soup now in your kitchen, is it unopened and refrigerated? It's, if it is, it's it's it is open. It's not opened yet. It's not um, open. It's just a can of bat. It's soup. just a can of bat soup. Yeah, you're fine. But I did purchase it from China oh. about a week ago. Okay, I'd throw that one away then. Yeah, I'd throw that away. If it's been in your it's cupboard a- <laughs> for six months or so, I think you're fine. Then you're fine. Yeah, but okay. throw away your bat bat soup. Now, what, how if you, you... want to make it, mm-hmm. I mean, you make it fresh, I would, first I would boil the bat to get the skin to come off, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. And you'd cut the wings off, mm-hmm. take out the eyes to get the guts out, and then just throw it into some boiling water, and uh, and then just, you know, scoop the skin out, mm-hmm. and then uh, get rid of the, the fangs and uh, and the feet, and then just, just fillet, or just, it really should just fall right off the bones. So then you have that, then just chop it up, then put it into like a, some, you know, a hot skillet and uh, put some onions and some garlic and maybe some celery in there. A skillet, uh, okay. And then just, you know, just, just fry that up a little bit, uh, brown it, uh, and make sure you get all the, the bat scrapings off the bottom of the pan uh. as you're pouring in. Like I would use chicken stock, maybe beef is better. Uh, but I think chicken stock would probably because they bird. both they had both birds kind of in a way. <laughs> Not really, you know? but they both have wings. <laughs> they both fly. Well, right. one doesn't, but the other one does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, so I would use chicken stock and just let that thing simmer, uh, you know, for a few hours. And when you get home, let it reduce uh, so you get all that bat flavor. Mm. So you think you're okay with a fresh bat soup right now? You take the chance on a fresh bat soup. You just wouldn't want to necessarily import it from the area in china that's affected no but i could go to my local cave you know uh-huh. and get some fresh bats mm-hmm. and i think i'd be okay i think it'd be okay um i have pulled up here by the way an actual recipe for bats because <laughs> you're pretty don't you cl- love I the- think you're pretty close don't you love- <laughs> that's how you make soup man you know you uh-huh. by the way you throw some noodles in that delicious with noodles a bat noodle soup yeah <laughs> bat noodle soup i like that yeah we should make this on the air I think we should make a batch yeah, of bad noodles. I mean, or, or another option would be not to, <laughs> not to make it. No, that's another. That's Are one of the two me? options There's available. A, the biggest country in the world is is making bat soup. What we're afraid? 
And we can't keep losing to China. Yeah. I mean, we keep losing we to China. They've to got make all the soup. We should be making <laughs> bat soup in giant and in batches and sending it over to them. Not to mention all these new diseases come from China. Where are we? Right. We're never creating the new diseases. Right. We, you know, occasionally somebody will take a flight from you know from China over here, mm-hmm. but that's just us importing uh, their, our new their diseases. Bad, bad, that's all that's happening. Right. And why don't we? Why aren't we leaders in this country? Anymore? Well, that could be part of our. Our bat soup campaign. That could be. Start making your own bat soup. Oh, I think that's good. Here, here's right. how you make bat soup. Mm-hmm. First of all, three to four fruit bats. Okay. All right. Well washed. <laughs> good idea. Of course. Of mm-hmm. course. Uh, but neither skinned nor eviscerated. Ah. Okay. Okay. So you just cook them with the guts and the skin. You're just washing it and you're just popping it in there. Oh, that sounds no, good. I don't, I, I I don't even, I'm not even creeped out by the idea of washing a bat. You know what I mean? That's really creepy. Yeah. Are bats hairy? Would you say? No. No hair? Well, yeah. Like I think a, there is belly, a little. Maybe? Yeah. We should. Have you ever seen the. We opened up the 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 side of our house. Mm-hmm. They got into a crack and they went from the wood siding on the house. Yeah. In between. Stu, it was the creepiest damn thing. There were thousands of them. It was like the scene from Batman mm-hmm. when he's in the cave and they just all as a kid. That was me. Lah! It was crazy. I have to show you the video. I'll post it. I'll that post it. That sounds horrific. It's horrific. There is a... Uh, but uh, I think they do have hair. I've never gotten that close to them for right. very long. Now I have. Oh, you have? Because there, well, at least there's a, there's a story in my family that when I was a child, I was bitten by a bat uh, sitting in the in the backyard. Boy, that's... But it explains a lot. lot. Like, you know, because you you watch the Twilight movies, all those Mm -hmm. guys that look like really like sexy, and you could see that they based it off me clearly in some way. Maybe not. That's not the. That's not not the exact (laughs) name, but like the basic storyline of just sexy guy gets bit by bat. That means my story. Uh, You know, I don't think so. Almost identical. Anyway, the bat soup. So bat soup, three to four fruit bats, well Mm -hmm. washed, but neither skin nor eviscerated. Water. Of course. Easy. One tablespoon of finely sliced uh, uh, fresh ginger. Ooh, ginger. That's going to be a little, a little, little spicy. spicy. Get yeah. a little kick yeah. to yeah. it. Yeah. One large. Bites back. <laughs> that could be a slogan bat, for it. That bites the, back. The, the, yeah, the bat soup. It bites back. Wait, I like that. That's like the alternative of you biting the bat, which doesn't, doesn't work exactly. But one large onion <laughs> quartered. So you don't quarter the bat, but you do quarter the what onion. What I like about this recipe <laughs> is I'm just thinking when you bite into the bat, it's like a... <laughs> It's like a donut with fruit filling, you know? Oh. It just... Mmm. No. Okay. <laughs> like a, it's like a, like a jelly donut. That's what you're... <laughs> okay. So, garlic and lots of it. Sure. Yes. Yeah, garlic. Yeah. Lots, lots of, of garlic. It. It's just a, yet another reason you're not going to want to kiss someone right. after they like eat that gar- soup. Like, take all of Italy yeah. and put it <laughs> into the soup. <laughs> sea salt to taste. I'd imagine a lot of sea salt. Yeah, the imagine. ocean. Mm-hmm. So you take mm-hmm. Italy and you boil it in the ocean. You throw four fruit, fruit bats in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be delicious. It's going to be delicious. Yeah. Uh, chopped scallions. Mm-hmm. Soy sauce and coconut milk. Ooh. It's an interesting little. It's gonna be a little creamy soup, Ooh, isn't it? Yeah, a little creamy soup there. <laughs> oh, <God. It's> <laughs> There's a bat head floating around in there, but <laughs> okay. Oh, this so, is a serious this recipe. This is a serious. Wait, wait. I and here it comes. Hold on. Let me give yeah. you how to make it because mm-hmm. the end of it, you're not gonna believe. 
Oh, oh man, that's so close to the <laughs> Okay. Place the bats in a large kettle, add water to cover, uh-huh. ginger, onion, garlic, and salt. <laughs> no, don't be. I'm, I'm serious. This is not a bit where I'm throwing water in a garbage can. Be very careful. <laughs> close You're on the borderline just, already? I'm on the borderline. This is so gross. No, this is not going to gross you out, I promise. Okay. Bring to a boil and cook for 60 minutes. Strain broth into second kettle. Take the bats. Oh, God. Skin them and discard the skin. Well, that's a good step. I feel like (laughs) we're starting to discard stuff. I feel like that's a good step. Any discarding in this recipe, I'm for. Mm -hmm. Remove meat from the bones Mm. and return meat and any of the viscera that you fancy to the broth. Now, you might say, what's viscera? Just give you the definition. I, I know what viscera. The You're internal viscerate, organs and it. main cavities of the body, uh, especially oh, those in the oh, abdomen, oh like the intestines. <laughs> okay, so how much do you want to keep in there? That's up to you. Oh, I want you to know. Oh man! Oh. <laughs> Any level of intestine usage mm. you want to make in this soup? I don't know why is, I can do this to animals. I can do this to birds. I can do this to chicken. I can do this to fish. A bat just. Oh, boy, a bat just makes me sick. Really? Yeah. And maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the point that China should learn. Bats make you sick. <laughs> that's a good lesson. They should put a billboard or two up. Yeah. Don't eat the bats. <laughs> so you heat it. You serve liberally sprinkled with scallions and further seasoned with soy sauce and or coconut cream. It makes four servings. But here's the, here's the kicker. Where does this come from? Of course, the New York Times Natural Foods Cookbook from Gene Hewitt in 1971. Oh, so who's the real cause of this coronavirus? The New York Times. (laughs) (laughs) I've been learning a lot about this audience. First of all, love they love bat soup. Huge yeah. bat soup Stop fans with the bat soup. Audience. Stop. Not another But only word. with enough viscera to really give it a good texture. So do you know that this this the cases have doubled overnight? This is... Almost every night they seem yeah, to be doubling. Every night it seems to double. Uh, and uh, this, if it, if it spreads around the world, remember the plague of uh, 1918 was actually the flu. The mm-hmm. flu kills. How many people does it kill? Like 70,000? Uh, every even? single time I read this stat, I go back to it and say, that can't be right. And I read it again, but it's true. Like, for example, in 2018, 61,000 people in the United States died because of flu. Isn't that crazy? That is an insane stat. Like, to me, it doesn't even seem po- the doesn't flu. Doesn't mo- they, they, People toss this away like, oh, well, it's mostly elderly people or infants. Oh, that, is that <laughs> it? Is that it? <laughs> human no. beings, huh? Okay. Just a couple piles of human beings at 30,000 plus. I mean, that is it's a... Crazy. That is a... a just an unbelievably terrifying statistic. Right. So this is a flu. There's no... You can't find a cure for it um, because it's a virus. And so it, it's the flu. So you just have to treat a flu like you treat a flu. And this one is very, very contagious. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's, this has been around for a while. It was, uh, I think, also the the corona, they, they say, it causes something like 30% of all uh, upper respiratory ailments. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's around all the time. But this is that the novel corona thing, which is a new strain of it. Uh, it you know, SARS was also related mm-hmm. in this world. Uh, and that killed 800 people worldwide. 
But they think that this is going to be considerably worse than that. But and yeah. they think that because it you are infectious before you even know it. Yeah. So if you're around somebody, they don't have to cough or sneeze. They could already have it and pass it to you. And it's days after that they start to show symptoms. Yeah. So you don't know who has it at first. And that's why it's just spreading and like they don't, crazy. And they don't even think the quarantine really is going to have much of an effect on it. Uh, because you know, even quarantining, you know, you're, you're gonna, you can do that all you want, but they think it's gonna only reduce uh, the spread by you know twenty percent, which is you know something significant. Still. But when you're cutting down, you're putting fifty million people, uh, you know, cordoning them off. It's quite 56. a fifty-six. Last night was fifty-six. Fifty-six yeah, million. Fifty-six million people told to stay in their house now. Incredible. It's crazy. It's amazing too how like you know here's a here's a regime that can basically do whatever they want. They can, you know, they can imprison people all the time. Mm -hmm. And yet all the breakouts keep happening there. Like, here we are. They can't stop them from making bat soup. Sure they can. They can stop them from doing anything. (laughs) So if I were the president, I would be um, positioning resources uh, for this to be on top of it. Because this could change uh, the economy dramatically. If it got bad, it could change the economy dramatically. And it could change everybody's outlook on health. And you do not want to be behind the eight ball on this on an election year. This one is a tough one. He should prepare for it. But the good news is we just hate Nancy Pelosi. That's true. I've One thing I've learned since we launched Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi pen or Nancy Pelosi sucks pen dot com is the name of it. Mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi sucks pen. And it's a commemorative pen for the impeachment uh, in which uh, it's Nancy. Well, Pelosi it's an exact signature. Repu- replica. Oh, uh, close. It's not. I want to give a false advertising. It's not an exact replica of the pen she used to sign the impeachment uh, uh, articles. It is a very close. It's tough to tell from the human eye the difference, but it does appear to some to say Nancy Pelosi sucks all in Nancy Pelosi's signature font. Yeah, which um, is weird. Which is weird, but I it's black know. and gold just like mm-hmm. the originals. Very mm-hmm. high class. Everyone's going to just, it screams class to anyone around People you. were buying this like 10 at, <laughs> 10 a, time, at a time, and they're buying it like it was a joke, and we put it up. Uh, we are making the pens, but, I mean, it was a joke. Uh, I can't tell you how many thousands of people bought this pen yesterday <laughs> and they were buying them, you know, five and 10 at a clip because yeah. they're, they're, they're putting their, they're just leaving them places with their friends. They're giving them <laughs> to their friends. Mm-hmm. I think this is brilliant. I think leaving one of these on the desk of somebody who, you know, just loves Nancy Pelosi. So they pick it up one day and they're like, Oh, they're, they're writing. And they're like, what the <laughs> Where did this Nancy Pelosi sucks pen come from? I think it's just tremendous. I feel like we we may need to send them to uh, Congress, send one to each Congress person, I think. They all know it. Even the Democrats would, would like the pen yes. in secret. Yes. Uh, but you can actually buy these things. That is the number uh, one comment on them. On I, them. Uh, are they real? I am going to the State of the Union. I need a box of the... I'm just going to hand them out. Oh, my gosh. I'm you have gonna to do hand this. Them out. You yeah. have to do this. NancyPelosiSucksPen.com. NancyPelosiSucksPen.com. From uh, Stu Industries <laughs> and Stu Does America, a new podcast, a new show that begins next week. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're uh, glad you're here. Uh, did, did you watch the impeachment at all last night? With uh, Alan Dershowitz. Yeah, uh, some of it, yeah. He, I mean, he's he pretty was effective. Uh, it's funny now how the process has begun, where now Alan Dershowitz, who's been a very liberal lawyer uh, and has been favored by the media forever, 
now has turned into a, a he's a celebrity attorney. He is he's no constitutional expert. He's a defense attorney. I mean, you know, this guy is it's not crazy. he's not in the circles of intellect that we respect. Really Dershowitz is Harvard. It's unbelievable what he they're trying to do to this guy. Harvard, he was the he was tenured I think at 24 at Harvard. He was the youngest tenured Harvard pe- uh, teacher Ever. And he started talking about how, oh, I'd just like to say hello to all my students that are here today. In, in the, the Senate? In the Senate? Yeah. I Several mean, of them? So this guy has tons of credibility. I will tell you that I've, I've except for the O.J. Simpson trial, uh, I've always liked uh, Alan Dershowitz. I've always find him, uh, found him to be credible, even during, he just pissed me off during the Alan Dershowitz yeah, he's, trial. And he's always interesting, right? Yeah, he's, he's always certainly very good at what he does. You don't just dis- dismiss Alan Dershowitz. So he comes on last night, and I swear to you, uh, it was like I haven't heard that much talk about the Constitution in a thoughtful way coming out of Washington. I don't think ever. I mean, it was real deep constitutional. I I kept thinking about Mike Lee and and Ted Cruz, and I thought, I'm wondering if they're hearing like this kind of music behind Alan Dershowitz, you know? This isn't quite right, but we... It's like, oh yeah, baby. I don't know. You know, it's it's just kind of you know. I, I, yeah, you see what I'm saying? It's and, like a slow uh, jam a little bit. It's got you get a little slow jam vibe. A little here. slow jam. I mean, it is Mike Lee mm-hmm. and Ted Cruz, mm-hmm. so it's not full. You know, Constitution on Constitution porn, right? You know, <laughs> can we not talk Stop about it. Mike Lee or Ted Cruz in this conversation ever again? Is that what in Alan Dershowitz? What <laughs> sounds like a terrible idea? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny though. Like, ding all, dong, yeah. who is it? The Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow we've come to a point where Adam Schiff gets praised talking about the Constitution, but Alan Dershowitz is ignored. He's just yeah. a, some yeah, celebrity. I know. I, know. I mean, you, you listen to both of their and I. I there's a there's a uh, there are constitutional arguments from our founders. That can be made to support both the Alan Dershowitz argument and, like, let's say the Justin Amash argument. Right. Amash basically, I mean, you look at the Amash argument and he looks at it and says anything that breaks the public trust is impeachable. Which is a very, like, to me, very loose standard on on impeachment where you can impeach almost anybody in office today. And here's here's how Alan Dershowitz dismissed that. And I thought it was really good. Mm -hmm. He said they did not want a parliamentary system. Mm -hmm. You know, the reason why we don't usually understand Great Britain is because at any time they can have a vote of no confidence. Right. That would be our impeachment if you could impeach on anything. Mm -hmm. But... You know, Alan Dershowitz was saying they they did not want that. And so the standard was very high. And it says high crimes. It says treason, bribery, uh, and other high crimes and misdemeanors. So you think it should be something on the level of treason and bribery? The way he explained it was, look, they were being very, very specific. Mm -hmm. Treason, bribery. Let's just say this. Uh, You know what, Stu? um, finish, Finish this grouping. Um, Kobe Bryant, Lou Gehrig, and can you put anybody else in there? Um, I guess it would have to be a dead sports celebrity. I'd have to pick another, right? Yeah, or or it could be Babe Ruth, right? Magic Johnson, maybe, maybe because it would at least be in the sports, but it'd be in sports, and it would be somebody who had disease. 
uh, or was was defying death or, you know, mm-hmm. thought was going to die. You could you could but make just that in case. Sports, right. That, right. But mm-hmm. if if I said those two and then I said Mickey Mouse. You, what? <laughs> right. That doesn't make sense. Right. The okay. third one doesn't belong. So. Right. And so what they're saying is they said treason, bribery and other high crimes and misdemeanors. Didn't say or and other high crimes and misdemeanors. So what are high crimes and misdemeanors? He said you have to go into that category. So, yes, the president can be impeached. But they didn't want it to be parliamentary for a no vote just on political things. Mm -hmm. It has to be political of nature. He said, that's why I was against uh, Bill Clinton getting impeached uh, because it wasn't political. That was private. He said, but if it's if it's part of his job and it's akin to treason bribery, then he can be impeached. But not below. And he said, if there's doubt, the standard, according to Blackstone, the standard of of English law has always been when in doubt, you go smaller, you lessen the scope, you don't broaden the scope. Right. That makes sense. And so what he's saying is side of innocence until proven guilty, you err, you err Mm -hmm. and you narrow the scope if you're not sure. He said, but. Nobody here is talking about narrowing the scope. He said they're going all the way to what? He held back AIDS, something that a president can do, always does, and and that's actionable? It's not actionable. That's not treason, that's not bribery, that's nothing in that in that category. Yeah. And while I have always felt that you can you can get a president out for crimes. I think he's right. He went back to Madison's words. Uh, he went even back to Hamilton and showed how it is being misread. And I think he's right. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's, I think, separate from the constitutional arguments as well, I think it's just a more functional system, right? If you're throwing out a president every few years because the other party gets control— that's a that's not a functional government to me. That's that you're right. It's very much like the parliamentary system in yeah. some ways. He said you have yeah. to ha- you a have to have a crime, and b. I don't think that's true. I mean, because uh, because for example, like they, people brought this example up, which I think is compelling. If the president of the United States decided to move to Moscow, just live there, right? Whether it's Trump, Obama, anybody, just live there. He's going to run the country from there. That's not a crime to move to Russia. Like that's not a criminal action. But you would, we would not accept it. Obviously, we'd impeach anybody who did that. That's why you have uh, an election every four years. Yeah, but you're going to let the president run the country from Moscow for three and a half years. I think the president. I mean, I think that's so extreme. It is. That, but that, what I'm that, saying that is, that you would have are... different problems on your hand if the pros- if the president wanted to move to Moscow. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but the way you deal with those problems is impeachment. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I don't think. It, but again, I think that is on the level of treason. It's not treasonous to move to Russia, but it would be on the level of treason. When I think it, it's just as it, as it applies to his job, job requirement. Right, as it applies you're, to his job, yeah, it's on the level of treason or yeah, bribery. You're right? not. Yeah, well, you're just not even fulfilling the job as president. 
The president of the United States has to be in the United States, cannot live in Moscow, period. Is that a law? No. I don't know. If it's no. a law, right? I mean, he, I, but, but I mean, there's a hundred examples yeah. of this. It, let's say he, every single cabinet person, uh, uh, every single effect in his cabinet, he, he only hires his family members. Like, that's not a law to hire a family member. Obviously, his, this president has hired family members, but it would be really, really bad if every single person in the cabinet was one of his family members, some of which were not at all qualified for what they were doing, right? Like, there are lines here where... You- I don't think that would be impeachable. I think that would just set the country on fire, and he would resign because he would have zero that. support. I, yeah, I mean, I, I... Now, if he was get, if the, all the families were getting rich off of it... Yeah, but I think Congress but, would just shut all of that down. But they, they there's just, plenty of ways to get rich from your from your government status without breaking the law. There's yes, tons there, of there of are reasons. there are. But if if the president was let's just say putting all his family, nobody else but his family was in the cabinet, and I mean you're going really. I I, I understand these are just general examples, but I mean mm-hmm. obviously there are things that the president can do mm-hmm. that are not technical crimes that would elicit this sort of reaction from the guy you know i mean and i think like that's a that's a that that doesn't mean anything about donald trump because these things aren't anywhere close to that level right correct there is a theoretical level you can get to that level should be high and that's why i'm i would argue more for the dershowitz standard than the amash standard Mm -hmm. you need this level like to oh to take a president who was elected out of office has to be an incredibly high bar. And look, over the history of the country, it has been, right? There, it's only happened three times, and it has happened approximately zero times where they've actually removed him. Zero times. So of all the actions of all the presidents in our entire history, we're to believe that this phone call is, uh, the, worst is the one thing. thing we should throw somebody out of office for. Mm-hmm. To me, that is just completely ridiculous completely ridiculous that doesn't mean that you you have to love the action it doesn't mean that you have to think donald trump made a perfect phone call but you do have to put it in perspective of this would be the world's superpower removing its leader for the first time in its entire history over what you think may have been something where he was asking for an investigation which i still can't get anybody to explain to me how if he got this Zelensky guy that nobody knew as of a few months ago, other than he was a comedian who was, I think a comedian was mm-hmm. elected president of Ukraine, mm-hmm. to get that guy to announce an investigation, what impact at all that would have actually had on the election? No one would have cared. The media would have completely ignored it, as they always do when there's an inconvenient fact mm-hmm. for Democrats. Mm-hmm. So they would have just ignored this anyway. So the idea that this is the thing of all the presidents that's going to change the 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 way our uh, system has been handled for 200 years when i need nina I, I might remind you that in 9 months you all have an impeachment vote you can all go out and impeach donald trump in november so with that on the line and it's never happened in history this is the one time this is supposed to happen it's completely ridiculous and that's why dershowitz was making the point last night you will have a parliamentary system if you okay this, if you vote for this because of this, you will have a parliamentary system because you will have set the, the level so low mm-hmm. that you could now, just because we have control of the House of Representatives and we don't like what the president is doing, we can move to impeach and make a case. And if we can get the Senate to go along with it, if we can just get a few people to move, well, then we got it. 
It can't be for this, especially right up next to an election. And, you know, I want to say one more thing on this. They said that the reason why they have to do this now and there's pressure mounting, we've got to move quickly, is because this president is undermining the next election. How? Can you give me any evidence of that? You say that's what he was doing in Ukraine, but you caught him. So is he still doing something? What is he doing? How do we know? Right. I mean, unless you're part of Minority Report and you're all mind readers, what exactly is he doing now to undermine the next election? You are undermining the next election by teaching everybody on the left that it's okay to say without any evidence, you can't count on this next election because he's going to throw it. If he still is in office, he's going to throw it and you can't count on it. Predictive crimes. Right? Yeah, predictive crimes. Yeah. Last night on CNN with Don Lemon, listen. And it, obviously it's false. And look, he also knows deep in his heart that Donald Trump couldn't find Ukraine on a map if you had the letter U and a picture of an actual physical crane <laughs> next to it. He knows that this is, you know, an, an administration defined by ignorance of the world. And so that's partly that's him Lemon playing laughing, to their base and playing the to their audience. Uh, you know, the, the, the credulous boomer rube demo that backs Donald Trump. Um, that, that wants to think that, that, that Donald Trump's a smart one and they're y'all, y'all, y'all elitists are dumb. <laughs> you, you elitists with your geography and your maps and your spelling, even though my math and your reading. Yeah, you're reading, you know, your geography, knowing other countries, sipping your latte. <laughs> All those lines on the map. <laughs> <laughs> Only them elitists know where Ukraine is. Sorry, I apologize. No, you really don't, because you didn't mean it. And you were the least offender. Um, Don Lemon, CNN, my response is at the beginning of the podcast today. I did it at the beginning of the show. You're not worth a second uh, dissertation. Uh, If you want to hear it, listen to the podcast. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. Just download it um, or watch it on Blaze TV. But don't miss, don't miss that one today. All right, we're going to be watching uh, day three of the impeachment trial for you. We will have all of the details at 5 p.m. today. Uh, also, we are keeping our eye on the deal of the century, what President uh, Trump and Benjamin Netanyahu are planning on announcing at the uh, White House today. We'll be looking for that and give you all the details on that and the closing arguments today from the Republicans. You're listening to Glenn.